<clears throat> hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Bent with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great show for you. We got Damon Sharp coming on. He's a great Grammy winning, award winning producer, songwriter, DJ, artist, you name it. In the music business, he's done it. Yeah, so we're excited to kind of talk to him a little bit about his story, where he's been, where he's mm -hmm. going, and where he sees the music industry as a whole going. So we're excited to have him here and just see where this goes. So Damon, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Hey, Chris and Sandy, thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thank it's you for being definitely here. our pleasure. Now, I always like to start the show out the same way that I've been starting out for a while. And hopefully one day I won't have to start it out this way. Yeah. But <laughs> how has COVID affected you? And what have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new maze? Yeah, I mean, I've been very fortunate. You know, everyone around me has, has, has pretty much stayed healthy. I've had friends and family that have gotten it, but everybody's made it through. Thank God. We're very blessed in that way. Um, but yeah, from, you know, from a, a lifestyle standpoint, you know, obviously it's changed a lot. And you know, I miss the simple things. So I'm hoping that those come back soon, just being able to go and see fr friends and family and, you know, have a bite to eat somewhere and just mm -hmm. the simple things. Um, but I have been able to, with work, uh, you know, with, with production and songwriting and doing collaborations, I've been able to do so much, you know, via the internet, via Zoom, you know, literally sending files back and forth. Um, so it's enabled me to still be able to do what I do. Is it my mm -hmm. preference? Mm -hmm. Not really. <laughs> you know, but um, but I'm, I've made it work, and you do uh, what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, and I th I think I think in some ways it's for the good. It's allowed me to have a lot more time, quality time with my family. It's forced me to have more balance in my life, which is good because I tend mm -hmm. to be a workaholic. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's uh, and I think even like you said, moving forward, I might be able to do more work like this and not have to jump on a plane and fly all the way over to the other side of the world. I might be able to do yeah. some things like this and and not have to be gone for you know three weeks at a time. With that said, there are some things that I feel like need to be done in person. Yeah, there's there's a, there's there's a definitely a, a magic that happens when you're in the room with people collaborating that yeah. is not mm -hmm. the same. It's not the same, you know, when you're when you're through a, you know through a digital connection. Yeah. you know, I'm not saying you can't connect people with people that way, but you know, you have yeah. latency and you're trying to. So yeah. one person's on a guitar, one person's singing, and it's delayed, and you're like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. And you know. I think this is going to be a plus too when everything goes back to whatever the new normal is down the road, because you know a lot of artists have learned how to do con you know online concerts where you charge yep. five bucks and all that. So I think the future is going to be they're going to be at their shows with their live audience with yep. the live streaming connected yep. to where now the world who who loves them can yes. also participate. Yep, correct. Yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. And I've done a lot of live streams in my in my, in my DJing side, and um, you know, it's fun. It's fun, like you said. If if we can if we can add that aspect to it, and and hopefully sell hard tickets and have people who want the experience in person be there, and then yeah. also be able to broadcast it for people that can't, then how, that's a win win. Best of all worlds. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, that's exactly. like for us. You know, when we launched this show, it was January 2020, a couple months mm -hmm. before COVID. Mm -hmm. And I remember our plan was uh, we, we thought we'd do 100 interviews our first year. And we thought that was oh, yes, a lot. We, we thought, thought that was pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And but that was kind of the goal, the game plan. And then COVID happens. And I yep. told Sandy, you know what? This is our silver lining. We're a new show. Um, we could I bet there'll be artists that we could get on the show that normally wouldn't come on a brand new show because right. of COVID. Right. So yep. we just went yep. all out. 
And because no, of that, awesome. we've done over 300 interviews last year. Wow. Congratulations. No, that's awesome. And, and, and of course, we've had people like, you know, Randy Travis and Cassidy Pope, Sarah Evans. Yeah. Wow. Let's, you know, legendary actor um, Ed Asner. So, so yeah, really, COVID has exploded our show. And sometimes I feel guilty when I talk about that side of it. But, you know, it's one of them things where when, when things happen, we can't change it, but we can change our perspective to it. Yeah, and you can make and you can make the best of it. And you shouldn't feel guilty for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. For making the best yeah. of the situation, you know. So for Absolutely. us, it's kind of and, and like you, we've got a lot of friends that's had COVID, but so far, I don't think we've had any close friends that's died. Right. From it. Thank we've good, had some good. come close to. Yeah. We've had some come yeah. really close, but right. but they did recover. <clears throat> good, good, awesome. So. When you look back on your career, you know, a lot of hosts would ask, you know, when did you know you wanted to be part of the music industry? And I like to go deeper than it always. When did it kind of click that this could be a career move for you? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I was always kind of, I always likened myself to kind of being a, a jack of all trades, master of none for a while, <laughs> uh, because I was acting, I was singing, I was dancing, I was, I was wow. writing music. I was just kind of all over the map. Um, and I don't think until, little later in my career, which would probably be like, I have different chapters in my career, but I would say almost like probably chapter three of my career is when I was like, when I actually got into production of writing and had my first cuts was mm -hmm. when I realized, wow, I can actually, you know, I can actually pay my bills and, and oh, do wow. what I love. You know, I did it previously when I was an actor and things like that. I mean, when I, when I was very young, I was a, t you know, a teen idol and I had my own TV show on NBC that was on after Saved by the Bell. And, and it still um, didn't click. <laughs> it didn't click at that point because well that was a that was a fleeting that was a fleeting situation where we went from you know we had a TV show on television right after Saved by the Bell we had wow. board game, board games a doll you know we were doing concerts signings with thousands of people coming and then fast wow. forward a year and a half later it was all taken away the show got canceled wow. the oh, record wow. deal got repealed and I always tell people I went from taking pictures with Will Smith as a peer to two years later serving him a Pepsi as a waiter. So wow. it was a massive, it was a massive life lesson for me. But thank God I went through that at a young age. And then when I went into my second chapter, you know, I got signed yet again. I met my mentor, and this is after a couple of years of like real dark times. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you're, you're you're 16, 17 years old. You become whatever that is called famous or whatever you want to call that. You know, and then it's all taken away. Now it's TikTok you're, you're young. You're like, wow, yeah. You're like, what do you do? You know, what do you do? And I went through some really dark times, and and then I was fortunate enough to have a second chapter. Um, and I got signed to another another label deal. I met my mentor at the time, named Rick Wake, and I went through three years of multiple labels in another wow. boy band. Um, but that three years taught me so much. I was able to learn much more about production, much more about songwriting. Um, and then at the end of that three years, that all went away as well. They presented the last deal, wow. um, which was with Warner Brothers Record, and it was 25, 25 grand advance each, which at the time was a lot of money for me. And I was like, wow, I just don't know if this is the right situation for me. And I didn't move forward. And I, again, was broke again, back on unemployment. You know, what do I do here with my life? And then I was fortunate enough, my mentor at the time called me out of the blue about a month later. And he goes, Damon, he goes, I found this CD on my desk of some songs that you wrote. He's like, these are some really good songs. You know, you, what do you think about coming and working with me as a songwriter and a producer? And I was like, oh, wow. I don't know, Rick. I don't know. I said, I was with you for three years. Things didn't really work. He goes, we have, but you, you were with me as an artist. He's like, when you're with me as a writer, it's a different situation. Oh, so wow. he's like, he's like, I'll tell you what. He's like, let me, let me pitch these songs around and I'll get back to you. So I'm like, ah, okay, cool. I'm never going to hear back. Hang up the phone thinking I'm never going to hear back from him. And as fate would have it, he calls me about a month or two later and says, uh, Damon, guess what? I got some of your songs placed. And I'm like, 
wow. And I really, again, I didn't understand. This all goes back to, this is all has a point to it. This goes back, back to what you said when I realized that I could do this as a living, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he, got, he goes, I got your songs placed. He goes, do you know who Anastasia is? And I said, I don't, no, I don't. He goes, well, she's starting to blow up overseas. She's, she's a really great singer and she's blowing up. She's on Sony. She's blowing up. She wants oh, to do wow. your song. She wants to do your song, Love No Cost a Thing. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And he goes, do you know who Jennifer, you know who Jennifer Lopez is? And I'm like, at the oh, time, wow. she was she, she hadn't fully blown up yet. She had like "Let's right. Get Loud," "If You Had My Love," but okay. she wasn't J Lo yet, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah. She, was she was bubbling. Um, she was Jennifer, was, just not J Lo. Exactly. <laughs> so then, you know, then then um then he's like, "Yeah, they want to cut your song." So I'm like, "Okay, great." I'm not quite really understanding what that meant at the time, and uh, he goes, "All right, I'm gonna call you back. Let me run with this. I'll get back to you." I hang up. Um, you know, thinking again, I'll probably never hear from him again. So as fate would have it, you know, I don't get a call from Rick, but I get a call from one of my very good friends who was interning at a label. And mm-hmm. she goes, Damon, she goes, did you do a song for Jennifer Lopez? And I'm like, I, I think so. You know, and she goes, well, <laughs> she, goes, she goes, go to a newsstand right now, pick up R&R Magazine, which was called Radio and Records and no longer exists, but it was a magazine mm-hmm. that you could see what stations played the record. And uh, on the back was a picture, the iconic picture of J-Lo. It said, love don't cost a thing, written by Damon Sharp, all my co-writers names. And I'm like, what is happening? So I called Rick wow. and he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, bro. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to jinx it. But you know, the song went from being an Anastasia song to Jennifer cutting it. Anastasia took the other song. Um, and then Jennifer went from not wanting the songs to it making the record to becoming the single in a matter of like two weeks. And wow. then after that, my life completely changed. I was able to quit my day job. Um, and then I haven't looked at that was almost 20 years ago now. And I, and I have not looked back and I've been fortunate enough to work with everybody from you know, Jennifer to Ariana to Pitbull to John Legend to Celine. And wow. it's been a, a crazy, amazing ride. And uh, I'm just thankful to do what I love, you know. Now, let's flip the script a little bit. You know, a lot of people, they see yeah, the glory of like you, of Jennifer Lopez, of Blake Shelton, Carrie Underwood. Mm-hmm. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes. Yeah. Not just to get to the high levels, but even a career level within the music world. And I always want to talk about it. And I always like to talk about um, a quick story that helped yeah. me leave where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed um, Allison Steele from Two Still Girls. And at that time, yeah. they were full-time. Hey, Kaylee, um, yeah. full-time with music. And I remember asking Allison what advice she'd given up-and-coming artists. I'll never forget what she said. She said, this will sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if yeah. you can see yourself doing something else, go do mm-hmm. that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, your life has to change. You no wow. longer own it. Yeah. Everybody around you owns a piece of it. Your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to weekends, to holidays. But when you're in that beginning mode, that grind mode, you got to yeah. say no to anything that's not music related. And you got to yep. say yes to anything that is music related. You have yep. no choice because you're not, because yep. everybody's um, doing the same thing as you are. So you've yep. got to be the yes people. Then on top of that, your family has to sacrifice. You know, they have to kind of kick you out the door and say, okay, I am willing to share you with the world. Yep. I may not yep. like it, but yep. I'm willing to share you and yeah. be happy about it. Happy for you. But then she added, but. If you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. I mean, it's twofold for me. I have a very similar similar mentality and take on that, right? So I always Mm. tell new people, I'm like, first of all, but I mine actually mine might be a polar opposite in a way, because I always (laughs) tell people, I always tell people, don't quit your day job until you know you absolutely can. 
Yeah. Um, because otherwise, you're going to be spending so much and time. And I think that's what, and I don't think she was saying to quit your job. She was saying that you still got to be all in mentally, physically. Of course. You know, if you're not at your job, it's got to be all music from that point. And I, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. I mean, for me, like I said, I didn't quit until I knew that I could financially at least yeah. take a shot. Now, granted, the times I did, I did fall on my face a few times. You know what I mean? And that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But if you truly, as she said, if this is something you truly love and you want to pursue, you have to go all in. Like for me, there was no B plan. Even though I went back to school, it was for music. Because yeah, I was like, hey, if, if it doesn't work for me as a producer and a songwriter, as an artist, maybe I'll be an A&R person. Maybe I'll be a manager. Maybe I'll work in the legal department. Who knows? You know what I mean? I still knew that I was always going to do something based in the entertainment industry. Um, and for me, like you said, going all in at times was, I, like at one point I was so broke. I was just interning at a studio. I was cleaning toilets. I was delivering food for them. I was doing anything I could but it was still music related, right? We, I was get, still there. we get you. Yeah. Because, you know, like for this show, we're chasing the same dream that a lot of these rising people are, you know, just different platform. And right now the show don't make money. We you have know, a side job. We, have, we, 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 we deliver food for yeah. people, which the yep. pandemic kind of helped us there. That's true. Yep. That's been yep. very busy <laughs> these days. So we get what you're talking yes, about here. we get it. I did, it, I did it multiple times in my life. And, and now I'm, like I said, now I'm just blessed that the past 20 years I've been able to sustain and, and do what I love. And obviously it's not always the top of the roller coaster. Sometimes I'm, I, it goes like this. And I don't care if you're Pharrell, Timberland, you know, the biggest artist mm -hmm. on the planet, it's still a roller coaster. It really is. That's what people don't realize. I think the average person thinks, oh, so-and-so, they're a multimillionaire and it's always, it's always, you know, flowers and it's not, you know? And sometimes I've, I've actually witnessed with people that have had the most success, sometimes are in the darkest places. It's, it's really interesting. Wow. It's very and interesting. I that's why Allison was saying you got to be all in because again, it's one of them things where it's such a roller coaster. It takes a toll on your body, takes a toll on you yes. mentally, physically, mm -hmm. spiritually, everything. That if you're not all in, then those those sacrifices you have to make end up being all in void because you're not going to make it anyway right yep yep no absolutely absolutely <clears throat> so yeah, tell I mean, us what you've okay. done some sacrifices that you've kind of went through to where you know i know you talked about the ups and downs but what are some sacrifices where you know what other people got to do stuff but you didn't I mean, there were, I mean, it's, it's numerous times. I mean, a lot of it was, and I'll never forget one of my best friends, Patrick Anthony, he has a saying, I don't know where he got it from, but it's an amazing <laughs> saying. He said, he said, what's on their plate, let them have it. Cause there's going to be a time when they're going to want what's on yours. Wow. And I never really understood it until I started going through those situations. And this is going to be a cheesy story, but, but I, I got to tell you anyway, <laughs> this resonates with me so bad. Um, I remember being I don't even remember what summer this was. This is, this is summers before I before I was full time in music, and I was so broke that I was dressing up as uh, costume characters. So I would oh, have wow. to go dress, dress up as Big Bird and dressed up as yes. Barney. And I remember walking down the street with the Big Bird thing in my arms, right? And it was like a hundred something degrees out, and I was sweating, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is what am I doing? And then I, but something in my mind was like, you know what? I, I have to do this because I, I want to do my music. Yeah. I could go get a nine to five and be in a cubicle, but I wouldn't be happy. So I'd rather yeah. be out yeah. here in hundred degree weather getting punched by three-year-olds and four-year-olds going, you're not the real big bird. You know, because oh, well. I knew that it was a means to an end. Right. Yeah. And then I remember at the time, my, my best friends uh, were signed to a record deal and I got in the car and I heard their song. 
And I was like, wow. And I was like, I see, saw them doing things and I'm like, wow, they worked hard like I did and they're seeing the fruits of their labors. And I wow. couldn't, it, it made you a little envious, but I was also like, I was more happy for them than anything. Yeah. And when I got that little bit of envy in me, I was like, you know what? I'm so happy for them and I want that and I will have that. I just have to work my ass off. Um, yeah. And like I said, I mean, it just yeah. on, a, on a much more trivial level, um, just sacrifices of, you know, like I said, when I was waiting tables, I didn't get to eat until I went to work, you know, cause I didn't have the oh, money. Wow. I was, I was trying to make ends meet so much, you know, it was like, so a lot of it was, you know, and like I said, also just not, there were, if there were things like my friends wanted to go out and go and have a great time, you know, I'm like a teenager in my early twenties, like I want to go and I can't, cause I'm like, I can't afford to do it. I need, I just need to stay home and focus and, you know, try to be responsible and, you know, now, now I, now I just try to make up for things now, you know, now if I missed out on certain experiences, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go try and do this and I'm going to, you know, enjoy life. I mean, there were so many times that I, you know, I traveled early in my career and because I had won and lost so many times before that, I would be afraid to actually enjoy it. I'd be in Denmark oh, or wow. Sweden yeah. or London. And, and I remember my, my, one of my best friends, Lindy Robbins, um, she'd be like, Dana, let's go, let's go check out Sweden. Let's go walk the streets. And I'm like, Lindy, I want to, but I need to, I need to keep writing. I need to work. Right. Oh, wow. And uh, I didn't enjoy that for the first four or five years of my career. And then I don't know what clicked. I mean, maybe it was once I had my family and my, my wife. And you just realize. I get it. Sorry. I, I get it. We got a family. We understand. Them. You just realize, <laughs> but you gotta enjoy. You gotta enjoy life. You gotta have balance, and that's one of the things I realized most, you know, later in life. And I wish I would have realized it much sooner. I mean, that's like even though we work hard for this show, um, we live in Savannah, Georgia, and Jacksonville, Florida, and Charleston, South Carolina are both about two hours away. Yes. So. Yeah. So uh, once or twice a month, trip. we take like day trips, us and the family, just to go down there and get away. In fact, yeah, we went yesterday to Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, yeah, because because that's our that you know a lot of people they do bowling, they do that. We like to take day trips to get away. Yep, yep. You know, the hustle and bustle and just enjoy and enjoy each like mm -hmm. you know and you and what you were just talking about it reminded me of a of a full you know we we watch that show Full House back in the day. Uh -huh. And, yep, yep. and our little one loves that show oh, yeah, now. Which is pretty cool. loves, you'll hear yeah. from him. You'll hear from him in a little while because we always bring oh, him nice. on the show too. We oh, do. Awesome. But I remember a recent uh, that they were showing an episode, and Jesse was trying to write a song, oh, and yeah, he right. got so mad he couldn't find the words. And, and they all had this trip planned. Oh right, like a family. And he reunion. refused, and he promised them that he would go and all that. Yeah, he refused to go. And because he said, I, I got work to do. I can't not, I not write. I have yeah. to finish the song. And then yep, he ends yep. up, they leave. He And he ends up um, trying to finish it, cutting. Then he goes to this bar, this Elvis impersonator or yeah. real Elvis maybe in the yeah. show, so to speak. So, yeah. Um, um, we're, we're talking and, and he says, it sounds like you got the problem, not them. <laughs> and it says you got to enjoy the journey and all, enjoy yep. the life. Yep. You know, yep. aren't you doing the songwriting for them? Yep. Yep. And and he, and he said, and so and up he left, and of course he enjoyed the rest, and because he was enjoying it, he was able to finish the song because he was able yep. to relax and 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 think about it and get it done. Then, 
Yeah, and I, th- I think that it, it opens up Pandora's box for me for a lot of conversations, but it's like, you know, you have to, I always tell people you have to refill your creative well. And if you're not out experiencing things, I didn't understand that early on. Thank God I understand that now, because how can yeah. you actually talk about something that's going to resonate with people if you're never experiencing things in life? You yeah, know, and, and again, like I said, same thing with balance. I thought that working 20 hours a day or whatever was going to, was going to, you know, bear fruit. And mm, what I realized yeah. is once I balanced my life and had whatever, six to eight hours of focused work yeah. and then spend time with my family and my friends and enjoy experiences in life, like things just open, you know, and whatever your spiritual beliefs are, having those things in your life, it just opens up everything. And I, and like I said, I really wish I would have learned that way earlier in life. Um, and that's why I always try to tell people, make sure you have balance, make sure you enjoy life. I mean, what good does it do if you have a million dollars in the bank and you can't, you don't enjoy your life, you're miserable. Like what, 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 what and like you said, it gives you something to write up again when you're out there enjoying life, the good and the bad part of life experiencing all your experiences gives you that much pureness into your songs. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what, and that's what the public public wants. They want the authentic Damon. They don't yep. want the fake Damon who works all the time. And Graham, well, you got to work because if you, if oh, you don't, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. but they want the authentic Damon mm-hmm. that comes out and does a song that where where they're like, oh, I can feel that. Yep, yep, absolutely, hundred <clears throat> percent. So yeah. we talked about the sacrifice side a little bit. Let's go the other way now and talk about the glory side a little bit. Yes, side that everybody sees. So when you look back on your career so far, and and boy, do you got a resume? Oh, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Oh, man. I mean, there's so many. I'm so blessed. Like, it's, it's, uh, gosh, I mean, it just goes on and on. Even like I said, the experience when I was a teenager to to have my own television show and, and being able to tour at 17 years old. And, you know, even though it was all stripped away, I'm thankful that I had that life, that life lesson and that experience. And those, those are things that a lot of people will never get to experience. Um, you know, even my second chapter when I was signed multiple times and getting to live, live in New York with my best friends and have a great time. And, you know, then, like I said, when, once I had my chapter as a producer and a songwriter and, and seeing every time I hear a song of mine on the radio, in my car, in a store, if I go and see them perform it every time it's exciting, it never gets old. It's always an amazing feeling. Um, and always very surreal. If that makes sense, like uh, sometimes oh, yeah. I'll just I'm like, yeah. like, oh, what is this? I know this song. I'm like, oh, it's one of my songs, you know, and I get super excited. But, um, yeah, we get excited when we interview people who are come on the radio. I guess then we hear them on the radio. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we interview yeah. them. We interview yeah. them, and you know, or yeah, on TV. It's very surreal. You know, it, it's it's yeah. been real surreal. Some of the people we've had on our yeah. show, and again, we've worked very hard to get to here. Um, might not you know, again. Some people that don't understand us think, oh, it's not making money. It's really not a career, and they don't understand when you're when you're in the podcast slash show industry, you're building a brand, and it. And eventually that brand will take off if you just don't quit. A hundred percent. I mean, and it's so funny. Like I, I always talk about this, like not to sometimes I feel like I sound a little corny and cliche, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, I, I feel like a work ethic is everything, right? Work ethic trumps mm-hmm. almost Trump, Trump's talent. It trumps so much. You can have a, a billion dollars, but somebody can outwork you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, I love the saying also of like with all, with, no, you get you're that much closer to a yes. So it kind of ties back to the same thing. Yeah, you're building your library of, of shows and then all of a sudden there's going to be one that is going to create that moment for you and then you're going to have this whole library that people can look back on 
and go, oh my God, now I want to hear every episode of the Chris and Sandy show. You know what you I mean? Know, that our very first that show that kind of took us to a new level was I remember we're about two months in the um, the pandemic just really started. And I remember I was frustrated. I wanted bigger artists. And again, nothing wrong with small artists. We'll always do them. Oh, in yes. fact, we can't do them justice unless we grow. So mm -hmm. the, the more we grow, the more justice we can do for the smaller artists. Right. And, right. But, I, but I wanted some bigger people. I just got turned down from a person. Her team said no. And I thought we could get it because, you know, we were, were I'm friends with her dad and her sister, but I, but I didn't realize once you're signed, family connections no longer matter. Right, right. That changes everything. Right, and right. So I was frustrated. I remember kind of pleading with God, am I supposed to do this? And I remember about an hour later, I get an email from a PR company saying, we've got six people I'd like to get on your show. And I'm scrolling through, and one of them was Anna Christina Cash. And I remember yeah. thinking, I wonder if she's part of the Cash family. So I look her up. Come to find out, she's married to John Carter Cash. You know, oh, wow. Johnny, Johnny Cash and June Carter, Cash's son. Wow. And so I was like, yeah, we'll take all six. Let's, and then we got Anna on. And that was kind of the first beginning oh, wow. game changer because once she came on, that brought on Carlene Carter, which mm -hmm. then brought on Georgette Jones, which yeah, then yeah. brought on um, Taylor Lynn, which then brought on Jenny Gill, and, yeah, and eventually led to Callie Tucker. So yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, all these legacy kids and grandkids were coming on the show all because of that one little yep. inter And then that then gave us clout for your Randy Travis's out there. Yep, yes. of course. No, absolutely. That's great. So it's been. So now we're still waiting for that next one. That was where. Okay, now it's time to go to that yes. next one. We, you know, yeah. we know it's coming, and we you know, and we're excited talking. to have you on because you know yes. we're like when you said yes to our show, we we're like, oh wow, this is cool. You know, oh, thank <laughs> you. No, I'm honored. Thank you. And, and you know, we we also recently had a CEO, which was pretty cool. And um, because oh, cool. uh, we had like the the former the former CEO of Chipotle. Yeah. Oh, whoa. So that if you if you go back and listen to that one, that was more of about a leadership thing. I it mean, was. yeah, it was, was really awesome. awesome when it comes to leadership. If you, anybody wants to know anything about leadership, that's the one to go watch. No, I'll definitely check it out. That's super cool. So through your journey. You, you know, you learn things through each thing. What are some of the things you've learned that you wish you knew at the beginning? Uh, I mean, you already said, of course, the balance. Outside yeah. of that. Wow. Um, for me, like also realizing that I think when you initially get into, especially the music business, you think it's all about the song, Right. And I think once I understood that there's a lot more to it than just the song and that mm -hmm. there's 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 politics and there's networking and that you have to equally put into that what you put into your creative or mm -hmm. get somebody mm -hmm. on your team who can do that, whether it's a manager, an agent, uh, uh, your attorney. Um, but I do believe that every great artist and producer or producer or songwriter, you have to kind of have some sort of a knowledge of that and acknowledge that. I think as creators, we have egos and, you know, we tend to like want to bury our heads in the sand and go, it's just about the song and oh, they just don't hear the song. But then you realize, <laughs> okay, well, that person's on a hot streak right now. So that's why they landed that single. Or, <sighs> you know, this person is signed to this publishing company and they're controlling part of the record. So they got theirs on there. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's something I wish I would have understood earlier because I probably would have worked harder um, from a political standpoint and a networking standpoint. Um, now I feel like now I feel like I'm great at that. <laughs> uh, but initially I didn't, initially I didn't understand that. The other one I will say, and this is, 
I think this is also a generational thing. I, I think Gen Z and Gen Y are amazing at this, but I don't think I fully embraced self-promotion. You know, uh, and I think we live, I think we live in a generation of that now where it's kind of shameless yeah. self-promotion in a good way where like uh -huh. a Gen Z, a Gen Z will be like, Hey, yeah, I'm at Damon, at Damon Sharp, all platforms, go follow me, you know? And whereas like, like TikTok, generationally, yeah. And yeah. I think generation, yeah. generationally, I think Gen Z might be the first one to really embrace that. Cause I think we're kind of brought up like, Oh, don't brag on yourself. Don't talk about your exactly. accolades. Don't, mm -hmm. don't tell them where to, you know, they'll find you if they're meant to find you. So I've really started to embrace that more and I, and I try to young new artists I'm working with I'm always telling them make sure you promote yourself I don't care if you're just at Chipotle and talking to someone and someone strikes up a conversation with you tell them say hey I'm a musician oh check me out on Spotify you know you guys with your show oh yeah we have this great show it's called Chris's I, I think you will love it check it out you know don't be embarrassed and to I promote do that. Your, to promote yourself no it's great I, and I I, uh, I and what's that. funny is I've had to convince her like sometimes we're on her deliveries and all that and she'll be in the restaurant yes yeah, so I'm like the picking food up runner. the food mm -hmm. and she she'll, she'll come back out and tell me she goes I just promoted our show so, yes yeah, so <laughs> Lauren just doing so, that now so. you know cause, you know when we first married she was really shy 18 years ago so yeah. I've been trying to bring that out of her and yes yeah, so at networking events he used to say my name for me. I wouldn't even stand she, up. And she would say, name. I'll stand up with you. And then I would say, we are Chris and Sandy Benton with whatever we were with at that time. Yeah. <laughs> so we've both come a long way. <laughs> and she's yeah. been the other side of me to where sometimes I get so excited that she helps me pull, pull it back <laughs> in a little bit. Because yeah, yeah. if it was all up to me, we, we would just be all fired up. <laughs> all the time so, so you know so we kind of she's my yin for my yang type thing yeah balance <laughs> that's a great out. partnership yeah absolutely no that's and, amazing but the great thing is she's a big dreamer like dude you know i could you know i could be you know i'm not talking about the marriage like some people have where you got big dreams and then the spouse says you know that ain't gonna work right and, oh, and, you, no, know, you know she's never been yeah. like that you know she's like yeah. oh, you know, but she's had she's had great great opinions where I'll have an idea and say, oh, well, how about tweaking it this way? Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, that's amazing. <clears throat> so, as you know, a lot of people they see the artists, the producers, or not even really the producers. You're kind of one of them, where yeah. the behind the scenes people they don't see. But right. on our show, I always want to make sure that the behind the scenes people get the recognition they deserve They're so important. because they don't yeah. get the love. So if you want to take a few moments just to tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Wow. I mean, it's so many people to thank. You know what I mean? I have so many people that I work with, I have amazing collaborators, co-producers, writers, um, you know, and mix engineers, mastering engineers. Um, my attorney, Ed Shapiro does so much for me. My business manager, Mary Spirgovici does so much for me. Um, it's like, I, like they say, not to sound cheesy, but like it takes a village, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think everybody sees that and they don't, they don't really understand. And I'm also one of those people where it's like, I also kind of know my lane. So I'm like, I don't fool myself that I'm going to do everything. I'm like, oh, wow. all right, if I can play, you know, uh, the progression on the piano, but you know what? Maybe I can, after I get it all done, I might hand it off to a better piano player if there's like arpeggiated parts or things that aren't in my wheelhouse. You know, guitar, I might play some synth guitar, but then I'm gonna hand it off to a real guitar player who's gonna play the S-H-I-T out of it, you know, <laughs> and make and, and and get me excited, you know? So yeah, I think there's, there's, there's just so many, so many, you know, obviously my PR people, they're amazing. It's like, there's so many people that are, that as you grow as a brand, you know, there's so many amazing behind the scenes people. And it's so funny you touched on that because last night, you know, just watching the Grammys, 
and a friend of mine tweeted something about, you know, there's a best liners notes category, but there's no songwriter of the year award. And I was oh, like, wow. wow. So I immediately wow. tweeted, I said, oh, hey, at, at Recording Academy, you know, we, you know, we love that you have a song of the year category, but mm-hmm. when are we getting a songwriter of the year category? Just to oh, me, it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. That, like, I would have never guessed that they didn't. Wow, I you didn't believe? realize that. So certain thing. things didn't exist without the songwriters, right? Um, right. And also, I don't know if you know this as well. I'm not, not that I want to peel back the veil too much on the recording academy. I don't want to mm-hmm. But you know, like there's really ridiculous qualifications for getting a statue. So for example, you have to get, I, I believe you have to have written 30, more than 33% of an album, if it, even if it wins album of the year. Let's say you just oh, wow. put one song on there. Oh, wow. You don't mm-hmm. get a statue. You get a certificate, but you don't get a statue. Mm-hmm. And certain ones, like I won for the, uh, we won for the Chicago soundtrack uh, back yeah. in 2003. And uh, because I wasn't a 51% producer on there, I didn't get a statue. I get a certificate, which I'm, I'm oh, grateful wow. for. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. still a winner, but I don't yeah. have that statue. So they have these kind I of- I guess so that they can only give one. Right, but like, is that really fair? <laughs> you know, deciding no, who gets it because you, it you can't really. Not, you can't, at that, the end of the day, that would you, be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yes. certain ones. Yeah, if you, if you, but if you, mm-hmm. what's that? I'm listening. No, but I just, yeah, I yeah, just think, I just think it's, it's, it's just a little, uh, it's a little. I feel like people work so hard, like you said, especially behind the scenes as well, mm-hmm. and to not be able to, if you work your whole career for something, and then they're yeah. like. Well, guess what? You you only produced one song on there. Sorry, you don't get the statue. You get it. You get a certificate. Wow. You know, so it's kind mm-hmm. of like I wish oh, there was. I wish they way. could they could level the playing ground. There's not that many categories, or make it an option where you could buy a statue if they don't want to have to, you know, <laughs> give the statue. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like at least say, okay, we're not going to give them to everybody because these are expensive to make, and we want to keep it exclusive. Yeah. But yeah, you did you did you did two songs on this album. You deserve to have the statue. You maybe your song was the pillar song that blew it up. Um, but you still don't get yeah, it. You don't have it. You don't yeah. meet that criteria. You know, so that's it's uh, it's, it's 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 pretty interesting. But yeah, I believe you know Harvey Mason, who's a friend of mine, and, and Evan Bargart, they just launched a um, it's, I think it's called the Songwriters and Composers Division of the Recording Academy. Oh, so wow. they just announced that last night. So that's a, that's a step in the right direction. You know, so I'm oh, sure the Songwriter great. of the Year thing uh, will come soon. Um, that is but, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host Please. ourselves, or not Oh, nice. And we bring on. So Sandy's going to yeah, go get him. I'll get him. His name's okay. Christopher. And we've got right, a awesome. two-year-old that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show because we are a family. There you go. Uh, got to get, you know, like you were saying earlier, family changes everything. And it did for us too. You know, it's just one of the things where, you know what, I don't want to be apart from my family and not everybody can include their family into their work, but if you can, why not? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. 100%. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. I mean, a lot of, a lot of events, they don't really allow, they won't have kids at, but I, Hey. Hi, David. Oh, so what's your favorite food? Already got good questions. Uh, it depends on the day. I think on my cheat days, I would say pizza and on a regular day, probably sushi. <laughs> what's yours? Mine is pizza. Oh, so we had the exact same one. Nice. Yeah, he could eat pizza all day long. If we, if we fed it to him you? all day. My uh, uh oh oh he says how old you are. All right, I'm nine years old. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. We're still preparing for the camera and all that. It's funny. Oh, he was Everybody ready to. Has- he came in with his first question. He was ready. Yeah. <laughs> right, next. You got uh, one more. Yes. What's your favorite TV show? Ooh, wow. That you know, I kind of binge TV shows, so it changes a lot. Um, <laughs> I think what's the most recent one? I actually. 
you, it, you you're too young to watch it, but there's a show called Thirty Coins on HBO that's really nice cool. Yeah, yeah, it's called Thirty Coins. Yeah. And then I just watched I just watched a really fun one with my daughter called uh, Secrets of Sulfur S Secrets of Sulfur Spring on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty cool one. You should check that one out. Yeah, they kind of they time they go they time travel back in time and and uh, like it's a whole there's a whole mystery behind it and his dad is involved. So the kid in it is about your age and he gets to go back and see his dad at his age. It's a cool show. You should check it out. Um, and what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, there we go. That's always a good one. That's a classic. And what's been pretty cool about this show is you know he watches a lot of the Nickelodeon shows. So uh -huh. we've been able to bring quite a few people from Nickelodeon on the here. Oh, nice. to to. Did you ever watch the show Big Time Rush? Uh, no, no, but it's on Paramount Plus. I saw. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that's that's a that's a Nickelodeon show, and and I worked on it for like five years. So oh, check wow. it out. I did I did so much yeah. in the music. Those guys are like my little brothers, and it's actually coming on Netflix. I think at the end of the month, so you can watch. They did like four four or five seasons of that show. You'll you'll like that oh, show. Yeah. It's a fun show. Mm. Yeah, it's a fun show. Bye, thanks. Yeah, good to meet you. <laughs> yeah, he he definitely loves that part. And you know, like I said, you know, we don't know what you know. The show could be one day connections for our kids. We don't know. Could be. Hundred <laughs> percent. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're just, we're just building hard now, and just we, you know, because we never imagined it getting here this quick. No. But we also never imagined COVID happening. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. Seriously, none of us did. <laughs> Yeah, we never saw that one coming. All right. So what are some new trends that you see developing in the music industry? Wow, that's a tough one. I mean, I guess I don't necessarily see it developing. It's just my prediction. I feel like once COVID is kind of starting to come to an end, I think we're going to see a lot more positive and happy music because people okay. are going to want, people want the escape, right? Right now it's a little dark with a lot of like really trappy hip hop and, right, you know, kind right. of kind of dark, depressing kind of music. And I think... I think I'm excited for this next chapter when things open up and people are just going to want to go out and have a great time. You know, I, I always tell people, I think it's going to be like the roaring twenties again. It's like, people are going to want to be out and get dressed up and go have a bite to eat and go dance or, okay. you know, watch a show or just something simple, like going to movie theater. Like, I think all those things are going to become an event. And I think it's, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot of fun. I said the exact same thing because, you know, when you look at the pandemic of 1918, you had that right. two years. And then, like you said, the roaring 20s. And I was like, yes, you know, right I've got that. a friend of mine from Nashville and he's a PR company for several banks. And he said that the bank people have told him that there's a lot of money that's not being spent in bank accounts. Oh, he wow. Said, because people are not not been be able to do all right. that. Been able to spend so, it. Right. So I think that when we start opening up, which is the, which is really, we finally see the light at the end of the tunnel, is I think that all that money is going to flood into the market. And yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. like you said, we're going to have that roaring for however long because people are itching for this. Oh, yeah. yeah. People have been cooped yeah. up. They're ready for those events yeah. to start happening again. No, absolutely. <laughs> Yes, and what would you like your legacy to be? What would you ultimately like to be known for? Wow, I mean, I, I I think I'm thankful that I'm already kind of trying to leave as much of a footprint as I can. You know what I mean? Like I said, even musically, it's 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 an amazing to me to, I mean, I have hundreds of copyrights now under my belt and songs that have been released, and I've had so many people like DM me and say, "Wow, this song changed my life. This song, you know, helped me." And and for me, that's that's my legacy. And then in, in addition to obviously the the obvious with my daughter. Oh, of course, know. yes. Yeah. 
Most yeah. definitely. <laughs> so, um, and you, I don't know if you do a lot of co-writing, but if you do, who, um, what would be your ideal co-write? If you could co-write with any person, dead or alive, oh wow, who would it be, and what wow. would you want to write about? Yeah. Well, honestly, like probably, like you said, dead or alive, I probably would have been Prince, to be honest with you. Oh, I was always a massive, I was a massive Prince mm -hmm. fan, and he didn't do many co-writes, so that's probably why. I like the mystery of it. Like I would yeah. love to be able to crack the code and get in the studio with him and pick his brain. Um, he would probably be my, my go-to. Um, wow. Yeah. But there's a lot of, or John Lennon. I know that might be an obvious one, but like, you know, oh, you look at the incredible yeah. songs he wrote and, and uh, I would, I would love to have been a, in a session with John and Paul to kind of see the dynamic. That you know, I, know they, cool. I know there was always a bit of an ego thing and they never really disclosed like mm -hmm. who did what, but I would love to see like what, the, like what the actual mechanics were in those <coughs> sessions. You know what I mean? Because we always think just because we see someone's name on a credit, we don't necessarily know what they contributed to that song. So for That's me, as a, as a as a as a writer, it's always one word, and you're on that yes. song. A hundred percent. Or like I said, going back to politics, maybe they didn't write anything, but they are the manager or friends of someone yeah. or whatever, and all of a sudden their name is on the song. So that always fascinates me to to you know to see when I go in with like name songwriters and people like that to see what they actually, what the con contribution actually is. Cause it's, it's very different every time in the process. Because yeah, We've learned a lot within the music industry since we've been doing all this. I, mm -hmm. you know, something I didn't know, and this ain't a put down for label labels are great. They do what they need to do, but there's some labels that, that can cross the line, as you know. And I remember hearing several stories where people would tell, tell on our show. Oh, yes. And I didn't even a know that this artists. was a thing. Several artists okay. would say, said that um, some labels, when let's say that they put millions of dollars into this artist and you're compete and you got the same sound, you're kind of targeting the same audience, Yeah, they, same that some of them will come to you to sign you. Now you're all excited. I'm about to be signed yeah. to yep. this deal. You don't read the fine print. And then, and all of a sudden you sign and they bench you for three years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the term, the term that I've always heard likened to that is being shelved. So basically, like you said, they'll, they'll sign someone similar just so they know that it won't be competition in the market, which is. And I just you know, learned, I didn't know that that was a thing. I know about that. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I know that music can be ruthless. I get that, yeah, you know, yeah. but that, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, because you didn't have an attorney, you don't realize. Yeah, they might have paid you a spiff up front and you're like, oh, yeah. this is great. Then all of a sudden you can't do the one thing that you love for three yep. years. Oh, and I've seen it happen to many, 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 many artists um, get shelved for maybe even longer than that for years. You oh, know, and, and sometimes it's not just because they're trying to eliminate competition. Sometimes mm -hmm. the A&R and label president that signed you is are excited about you and then they leave. Uh, and then you're uh, kind of, you become, like a, you become a, a, stepchild, a stepchild in the system. <laughs> And then, mm -hmm. and then they, they don't, they still don't want to let you go though, because they're afraid if you go and sign someplace else and blow up, then they have egg on their face. So, uh, I mean, and it's, and it's happened so many times. I mean, to look at it with like, I don't know if you know the story of Lady Gaga, but she was signed to Island Def Jam and then they dropped her. And then months later she went over and obviously historically blew oh, wow. up. Alicia Keys was also, I believe, signed to Columbia. Then she got signed, got dropped, went over to J Records. I mean, I could go on and on and on. There's so many stories of that. So they're wow. afraid of that happening. So for their egos, unfortunately, you know they'll just keep people locked in.
you know? And you know what's funny? Crazy. We had a guy on, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, he used to, he worked for Sony for many years. And he talked about okay. that um, when he worked there, there was a couple artists. And because and, I was asking him, what are some mistakes that he made in the past oh, that he regrets? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was because he was trying to let people know, don't always listen to his ex. But he said there's two artists that he said would never make it. So okay. he didn't sign them. He personally said this. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And, yes, and, and it was personal. and it was um Kenny Chesney, Kenny Chesney and Jason Alden. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. So he, wow. he he said he let them go. Yes. He said that yeah. was the biggest he said, I didn't see it. Yeah. He said, I yeah. just didn't see it. Mm-hmm. What yeah, yeah but what, again again, kind of like in his defense though, I, I don't think everybody is the right fit for everyone, if that makes sense. True. So it's not that and, and he, it might not even be that he didn't think they were talented. It's like he said yeah. he, just, he just didn't see it. <laughs> So he, yeah. he probably probably had he signed them, they probably they would not be where they're at today. That's because true. he didn't he didn't quite get the vision and he wasn't passionate about mm-hmm. them. So yeah, yeah it's, that, it's that's interesting. one thing that I always tell artists: if you, whoever you get, they need to have that same passion for your future and see it the same 100%. way you do it. If they're trying to change you, go, go find somebody that likes you the way you are that got the same passion as you. That's where you yep. want to be because again, you can only blossom when you're authentic. Yep. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, that it was really cool that he he admitted that on our show. Oh, that, yes, he was. Yeah, very open. he's very open, and he he says, yeah, them, them, he says he says to this day I still cringe when I see them. <laughs> kind of joke, yep. you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, what's a moment where you can look back and something like that? It don't have to be a, that extreme. Oh, but something when a- you look back and you're like, I wish. Uh, I yeah, I've back. had a, I've had a lot of those to be honest with you. Probably <laughs> the most probably the most recent one was five or six years ago, um, and they approached me. They're like, oh, one of the Jonas Brothers is you know is thinking about doing a solo record, and we really oh, love for you wow. to write some stuff for it. And I was like, oh, oh. I don't know. I, I think the Jonas Brothers are done. And then, oh wow! And then about six months six months later, I'm in my car and I hear this great song and I Shazam it and I'm like, Nick Jonas. Mm. Oh no! <laughs> I did. I just didn't see the vision. Wow. And like you said, I might have went in there and written with him, and probably wouldn't have come up with jealous. So you know, right. it right. happened. I mean, probably the earliest, most hilarious one that I regret the most. And yeah. I, but this is also because I didn't really understand the business at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was in my early boy band, um, one of my good friends was uh, one of the guys I was in a group with was was best friends with JC Chazé from Insync. Oh yeah. And, and uh, he, he, I remember he called me one day and he's like, dude, he's like, I'm, I'm working on this song with JC and, you know, I think it's going to be really cool. And, you know, I think it's going to, I think maybe they'll use it. And like I said, again, I didn't know. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm busy. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend or something stupid. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, you sure? It's going to be really cool. And I'm like, no, I think I'm good. Then about another two weeks go by. He calls me again. I get a second chance. This is like God giving me a second chance. Oh, wow. He's like, dude, the song is really cool. It's a really good, let me tell you more about it. I think it's going to, man, I really think it's going to work. Um, so again, I pass. I politely, politely pass. That song ended up on the No Strings Attached record, which wow. ended up going like diamond. It was like sold like twenty million copies, wow. and it's like so. I look back, but like I said, I just in my defense, wow. I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah, how that worked, and that was just me ego of a young kid, like you no, know, not sure. understanding. But yeah, that's one of those ones. I'm like, oh my god, what if I would have landed on there? That could have been. That probably would have completely sparked my songwriting career earlier mm-hmm. but who knows yeah. again who knows it could have changed everything now. for you because well we all <laughs> lead our lives our journey to where we like you know some you know you always see people on facebook post if you could change anything in your past what it would be and i always say i wouldn't 
because my exactly. past made me the person I am today. Right. Yeah, you take we are. exactly you take some of that away, and you might take her away. Yep, one hundred percent. Again, you know, again I, I can't change anything. I can only learn from it. Yep, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. And you know, speaking of the let the um, getting it wrong. I remember what, what was it, a year or two ago that Luke Combs made that tweet, that most famous tweet, thanking all the execs that told him six songs would never do it for him. Oh, all wow. six went number one. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, crazy. sometimes when execs do that, and I know that they're just giving their opinion, and we want that. You know, you want their opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah. and sometimes it's wrong. But sometimes that fires that artist up enough that, you know, so you know what? I'm going to do that. And sometimes it may be that one moment that yeah. makes that artist. Yeah, and I and I and I've also learned over the years, you know, the labels, God bless them, but they're kind of throwing it against the wall just like we are, trying to see what sticks most mm -hmm. of the time. And I and I've learned that especially in consulting for some amazing clients and learning, you know, working with clients that have the means and ability to actually spend similar money, you realize you're like, wow, it's a very similar process. It's just it's just, you know, they're all going to the same vendors for for radio promotion and marketing yeah. and social media and, you know, they may just have more money to throw into it and they're just seeing what sticks you know it's what i mean so it's, it's, it's changes pretty interesting too much it's yeah, always yeah, I mean, what what works today won't work tomorrow yep yep and this is the craziest thing when you watch things that go up on the chart and then you see yeah, another one rising different and you're like you know that's going number and then it don't and you're like okay yeah. well we're, we're yeah it's it's just one of crazy thing and that's why again back to in the early of our conversation with the alice and still that you have to be all in because it's yep. such a roller yep. coaster. Yep. And you can't let it, you got to let it roll off you. It's really tough. And, and that, again, that's what I always tell like new people that are starting. I'm like, you better love this. You better absolutely love it. Especially if you're an artist, because then there's all the other things that come along with being an artist, which is especially now with, with the advent of social media and TMZ, like you're not going to have any, you're not going to get private time. You know what I mean? Like if you go out to a restaurant, somebody's going to want to ask for a photo. Somebody's going to want, you know, mm -hmm. a, 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 an autograph and you have to sign that. You have to take that photo and you can't have an attitude. You can't have an off day, unfortunately. And if you're going to, then then book a private room in the back or just stay home mm -hmm. and have a nice dinner. You know what I mean? I, wow. I, I, under, I understand it seems unfair that people shouldn't be able to go out and live their lives, but it's just the trade off. If you mm -hmm. want a certain amount of success. There's also some negative, negative things that with every mm -hmm. blessing, there's sometimes there's curses that come along with it. And you know, I that's see. why I'm always like, and I don't want to hear it. I'm always telling them, I'm like, if I see you five years from now and you're a successful, you know, I better not hear things about you saying, oh, I, I, I don't want to sign an autograph. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to take a, oh, I'm so you tired asked for taking pictures. You wanted to if be that's, there, if that's no. the case, then just, then just be happy, like doing local theater or go play in, in mm -hmm. a coffee shop. If you just love music, but if you want to be, in the business of music, that's a whole nother animal, right? Being in the business of music, you know? Yeah, because sometimes people forget that, you know, I, I, you see a lot of people complain on social media and not just in the music world, but in any world. But, and it doesn't matter what profession you're in, you see complaints. And sometimes I wanna, I don't comic and I wanna, I don't create drama, but sometimes I wanna ask, did you not pray for this? You're, you're in a moment. To where yeah. there's other people wish they were you. Yeah. And yep. you're complaining yep. about being yep. you. Yeah. You prayed yeah. for this. You 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 worked for this. You've done everything for this. And now you're gonna complain that now you're here, now you hate it. 
Yeah, I think it's I think it's easy to go down the rabbit hole. You know what I mean? That's why I said that's why I said those dark voices come in. And I don't think people mm -hmm. understand even when you reach a certain a major level of success. Look at any of the most successful documentaries with Madonna, Lady Gaga, mm -hmm. Bieber. I haven't seen the uh, Billie Eilish one, but I can imagine it's probably in there too. You get to see the lonely side of success yeah. and, and things that happen. It's not all, like I said, it's not all gravy and gold all the time. You know, there's there's some dark so things that, that they're gonna deal with as well. And you have to know that going into it, you know? And, and like I said, it, that's, mm -hmm. that's why it's also important to surround yourself with a great team of family and friends around yep. you and peers. Um, yeah, to keep yourself grounded. And you know, like, like one thing that I've tried to incorporate more in my life is waking up every morning. And even if I don't do it physically, mentally, I do go over a gratitude list uh, in my life. Great. Like, mm -hmm. I just think, I don't think enough people think about that, you know, and they just, that's why it's very easy to go down the road of going, oh, oh well, this sucks and that sucks. But you know, what about all the things that you're happy about? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start to realize that the things that you're complaining about usually are, are trivial. They're not big. You know what I mean? Yep. Exactly. So and, and you know, I remember a few months ago, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, I, I tweet back and forth with Ty Bentley a lot, you know, when I got questions on, and he's been gracious mm -hmm. enough to kind of help guide me on oh, some he things. Has. No, yeah. And, and, I remember saying, I posted a long thing on Facebook and I shared that to, on Twitter with him. And it was about how the struggles, this ups and downs, that some days I want to yeah. quit, some days I'm ready to jump off the cliff, some days this, some days that. Mm -hmm. And I remember tweeting him what I said. And he tweeted back and he says, you're in the same world as we all are in. He says, we all go through that exact mm -hmm. same struggle every day and it helped yep. me because i thought i was alone here i'm like you know what maybe i'm not supposed to do this show if i feel this way but yeah. ty bentley said he feels that way at times and and i'm yep. sitting there yeah, like just, okay it made, oh, okay i get it now it, it's because again we're chasing the same dream like just like an artist so we're trying to rise up and sometimes you're like you're pushing and you're putting it's like this brick wall and you're like trying to pound it and pound it and pound yeah. it and nothing and you're like okay is that and then you see a small chip go through and you're like hey there's a chip yeah and you're yeah. like but but again it's sometimes you start that mental drain like you were just saying you start thinking oh but it's a little chip and but you know but you, you forget that if you keep chipping away and chipping yeah, away eventually well, that wall is gonna break yeah that's the thing and I, that's why i think it's it's so important to i've always tried tried to live my life from a glass half full as opposed to a glass half empty approach. Because like you said, one person might look at that wall and go, oh my God, it's a wall. I'm never going to get through here. But you might look at it and go, oh, I see there's the opening. It's small, yeah. but I see it. But if I, I, keep, see if it. I keep hitting it, it's going to come down. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's just, it, I think it's all just about, you know, how you perceive things and, and live your life. And Susan said, great chat and so heartfelt. And she's right. Oh, well, yes. I'm thank you, Susan. So what's next for Damon? Wow. So, I mean, I guess... Obviously, I'm continue. I'm continuing to produce and write for other artists. Um, I'm signed to Armada Music now out of Amsterdam. They're one of the biggest independent dance labels in the world, and I'm. Uh, I've got new music. I've got a a single out right now called Lost Years with an amazing singer named Josh Cumby, and the remix has come out on April second. Uh, I've got some collaborations with Loud Luxury and Sid, oh, wow. uh, some other big EDM artists, and I'll actually be on the cover of EDM World Magazine this month. So I'm super excited oh, cool. about that. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to doing some live shows once COVID allows that. You know, I've been offered yes. some, but I don't want to, you know, China offered me some shows and I'm like, wow, I have to go quarantine for like 12 days and then do the shows uh, and quarantine yeah. again. And I'm like, you know what, let's just, let's hold off until things, you know, get to yeah. a place where we can, we that can travel sense. more comfortably. 
Yeah, but no, but it's 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 amazing. I just want to continue to create and you know hopefully give people music that will resonate with them and help their lives. You know. So as we come to a close, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and they have something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor. Yeah, but yeah. they played maybe forty or fifty shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance. And I just would be pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, yeah. But they they've played forty or fifty shows, but they've gotten on stage, and I get what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd and the crowd's roaring for them, and they yeah. know they're in the right place, and they come to you and they say, Damon. I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Well, it's interesting. I, I have very specific advice that I tell new artists when they come in and meet with me, right? First and foremost, I have a list of questions that I ask them. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I say, okay, so who are your influences? I want to know who the influences are. Yeah, I'll say, say, who do you feel like your competition is? I want to know who they uh -huh. feel their competition is. And usually my answer, the right, there's no wrong or right answer. My yeah. personal right answer is, no one I'm myself mm -hmm. i'm my artist that's what i want to hear but it takes a long time yeah. for an artist to realize that right um or i'll say okay when you're on stage what do you envision is it you with dancers is it you with a band um you know and if you pull up a, a, a playlist on spotify who are the other artists that are on the playlist with you um what's your imaging i mean it's like i said it's i'm almost asking the same questions that a label would ask because yeah. i want that artist, i want that artist to be able to check every box so when they walk in a label there's no chink in their armor, right? Because a lot of times mm -hmm. you walk in, the uh, I always tell people, labels especially are not looking, this is not a jaded comment, this is factual in my opinion. They're not yeah. looking for a reason mm -hmm. to say yes, they're looking for a reason to say no, right? Because well, their job is to every time you find someone, right? So, and nowadays especially, they're not in the business of true A&R anymore. It's like they want, they want you to come in with followers, they want you to come in with a fan base, butts in seats, they want you to come in with a, a game plan, your look, well, like- Social media created that. Yeah, almost everything. You know, they want every box checked. Um, so I guess my my first meeting with them is really finding out how far, how close they are to checking all those boxes, um, and then at that point, I have to see if I resonate with them, if it's something I actually want to get involved with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if I click, if I click with them, sometimes even if I don't, even if they're not ready, I'll, I'll want to get involved because I'm like, okay, I see the vision, I see their passion, and and of where I think it can go. Wow. Mm. Love that. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yes. So uh, I am at Damon Sharp, D-A-M-O-N-S-H-A-R-P-E at pretty much all platforms. Uh, I think the only ones that are different might be, I think I'm official Damon Sharp on Facebook, but you know, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, those are all at Damon Sharp. And uh, on Spotify, obviously just, just punch in my name, Damon Sharp, and it'll come up. Please go follow me. I'm really proud I have over 50 million streams on Spotify as an artist now and, and close wow. to a, a monthly, a million monthly listeners right now. And that's only been my journey of like the last two years really pursuing uh, my, my artist project on the dance side. So I'm really, really happy and proud about that. And, and uh, you know, yeah, please, please look me up and, and uh, enjoy my music and feel free to reach out to me. Love that. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We, we look forward to having you back down the road. Oh, thank you. I love that, being here. Anybody that you're helping, send them our way. We'll get yeah. them on the show too. We will. Oh, I will. I have some amazing. I have some amazing people I'm working with that I'll definitely send your way. Sounds, Sounds great. great. Yeah. You have a great day. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys.